Are you someone that loves baseball but finds it intimidating to really delve into? Are you having trouble accepting that it's no longer about who has the most steals, RBIs, or home runs? Do you find it difficult to understand the CBA or the Rule 5 draft pick? If you answered yes to any of those questions, ask your podcast platform about what Kinder New to Baseball can do for you. Kinder New to Baseball is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about what is going on with baseball today. Listening as prescribed will increase your knowledge about the game. Before you know it, Mike Trout will be asking you to negotiate his next contract. Probably not, but I promise you, kind of new to baseball will make you less awkward when the nerds and boomers are arguing about who lost out on the latest free agency signing. The side effects may include you losing a lot of money, being trolled for your latest baseball take on Twitter, or listening to this podcast at work. Welcome to Kind of New to Baseball, a Grunt Talks production. I'm your host, Eddie Soto. I'm a Yankee fan by blood. My father, his father, the entire block where I grew up were Yankee fans. So that pretty much sums up what I had to be. However, I didn't really fall in love with the Yankees until 1996 when Derek Jeter showcased his brilliance. There was no stats to make me or anyone else think he was overrated. We did not look at war, Sierra, DRS, but simply the moment. Everything else was an afterthought, even the neighbors upstairs hating how loud I yelled when that young fan caught Derek Jeter's home run ball off of Armando Benitez. It wasn't difficult to love baseball back then. It was easy as loving the Chicago Bulls from 95 through 98. But now, when I talk about baseball to my friends, it is hard for them to drink the Kool-Aid. They saw all the ESPN highlights of Blake Snell being pulled from one of the best moments of baseball. David, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, almost beating Goliath, the Los Angeles Dodgers. pitches, two hits, nine strikeouts, Snell can't believe it, as Kevin Cash said, these guys need short memories and thick skin, because this is the way we do it. Now when you see that, it doesn't really capture what makes baseball fascinating, seeing something like that. I think dedicated baseball fans have a responsibility to grow the game because we all know MLB is not. And I'm raising my hand to that challenge. Step one, convert the casuals and get them to a game. Step two, show them how to appreciate it. This takes me to my first topic in kind of new to baseball, how to behave in a baseball stadium.
When I attended my first baseball game, I felt like I was late to the party. I missed batting practice. Derek Jeter already finished signing autographs, and everyone seemed like they already had fun. Now it was time to watch the game. It was the first inning. I looked at everything and nothing. There was too much to absorb. I then realized I needed to get my hot dog and soda, but the game just started. Oh boy. Everyone told me to get my food first. I've already missed the first at bat and now Jeter's batting and I'm standing there till a fan told me to sit down because they can't see through me. Now I'm sitting there watching Derek Jeter's at bat while glancing at fans with pretzels, hot dogs, giant cups of soda and beer. I was not old enough to drink nor did I enjoy drinking beer, but boy did I want something, anything. Seeing someone eating a giant pretzel, I realized I missed the two other batters and the Blue Jays were taking the field. Now it's time to go use the bathroom and get my hot dog. I ran up the stairs to the bathroom. Such a long line. How did they get here so quickly? Jimmy Key was already on the mound looking at Joe Girardi for the signs. I rushed out of the bathroom looking for an empty hot dog venue for a quick one, but they were all full. Everyone was still waiting in line. Jimmy was actually pitching pretty good. I could not understand how they could just wait there online while the game is in session. I ran back to my seat empty-handed. After confusing which row was mine, even though it is clearly labeled, a very drunk and dedicated Yankee fan showed me to my seat. Getting to my seat, I looked up at my dad. He was right there, watching the game, while balancing two beers, one soda, and two hot dogs. Oh man, he looked like such a pro. It's like he knew I needed my hot dog and soda. He knew I would have trouble getting them. Without glancing over at me, he handed me my food and drink, as if he was handing down the torch of baseball devotion. I sat down and felt baptized with every bite and gulp. The second inning went by so quickly. The Yankees were on top. While looking at the scoreboard, I heard a light smack and the crowd erupted. Cecil hit a bomb and the ball was coming straight at me. I was prepared to catch it with my glove. My dad unfazed, not even putting his hands up, looking down at me, kind of laughing. The ball didn't even end up anywhere near me. Before I knew it, the game was over. On the train back heading home, I kept asking myself what I missed and reliving what I saw. Now I know some of you out there have the same kind of stories and beautiful moments. Sometimes they're different. They're funny. They're kind of not that fun. They're kind of embarrassing. Some are even more memorable than mine. But uh, I want to hear about them and, and kind of experience the moment, see what we can share with uh, new fans about how to enjoy a baseball game. And now this takes me to my get- next guest, the man that needs no introduction, but we're still required to do one. One of the hosts of John Boy Media, Pinstripe Strong, the host of Talking Nets, the man that connects hip hop with baseball, hashtag baseball bars. He's a model, DJ, photographer, editor from Jersey, but the BX claims him. Keith McPherson, aka Keith McFly. Thank you for coming on the show, man. How are you Eddie, doing? fire <laughs> intro, bro. I love that. That was yeah. that was super uh, thoughtful and well executed. And uh, I'm flattered. And thank you for having me on. Uh, no worries. Well, um, just to give you a, a bit of an intro about uh, this podcast, what it is is to try to connect with new fans and casual fans to try to introduce them to baseball 
because it is an intimidating sport to be uh, to try to like connect with, especially nowadays with all this information out there on stats and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not that baseball lore that was in the 90s and the early 2000s with the home runs like banging off everywhere with the Aaron Boone home run coming off like those those kind of things you don't see nowadays. And like with the complete games and playoffs, that's kind of hard to see. And those are those things that like stuck with you as a memory when you became a fan. So um, I still think those things are still out there, but they're not marketed as much. So I'm trying to connect with these new uh, new fans or casual fans or fans that are, are part of basketball or football to like, you know, baseball is there too. And, and we have some great content that you can like feel like you're a fan of. And that, and that leads me to baseball games in general. Uh, I think it's a great way for fans to connect to, to the game. I think if you go to one and like understand how to enjoy it, you can find so much value in it and great memories uh, and uh, go to baseball games every week or every other month. Um, with that being said, I wanted you to share your thoughts on like how to attend a baseball game, how to enjoy it. And the first one I want to know is, um, your first first baseball game. Do you do you remember your experience? What was it like? Uh, did you enjoy it? Man, <laughs> uh, I got to think about that. Honestly, I didn't grow up uh, with you know I didn't grow up with too much money or connections or you know uh, even the means to get to a baseball game. I didn't go to my first Yankee game in person until I was old enough to go myself I was 20 21 and uh my fiance actually took me for my birthday which is crazy it's like I'm such a huge Yankee fan but the experience was through the TV and you also spoke about you know some of the moments that we experienced on TV as youth as young people that are etched into our minds and what people don't realize is MLB kind of fumbled the bag with how they treated social media with how they treated the digital wave, the digital age. Yeah, there's a bunch of fans in their 30s like myself that grew up watching TV. That was our screen. That was our entertainment, the television almost alone. And then when these phones started picking up the apps and you know things started changing with so- social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, MLB kind of clamped down on their content. And then that created a void um, with some of the younger generation. NFL, NBA, they didn't do that. So they ended up cruising through that period just fine. And that time was between the like late 2000s, early 2000s, that MLB kind of made a mistake putting BAM in charge of all of their content and making it so that everything was copyrighted, making it so that you couldn't just clip a game. You couldn't make a GIF of a game. You couldn't steal video from MLB because that's what we do now at John Boy Media. That's literally all we do is clip up and take clips and and remix them. And even with, you know, you mentioned my raps, like I just take clips and and throw them over the raps and stuff like that. And, you know, that is essentially what is happening now. Imagine if we could have done that 15 years ago, 10 years ago, back to your question about the game. Uh, I think my first game now I'm thinking back, I'm thinking back, I'm from Jersey, right? So before I ever went to a Yankee game, I went to a Trenton Thunder game. I even went. Yeah. Yeah. Can Um, I hear about that one? Cause I I really want to know about like, uh, even attending your first game in like any kind of baseball game, not just a Yankee game. Yeah, like minor a- minor leagues count. And in Jersey, we had 
the Trenton Thunder. We had the Lakewood Blue Claws. We had the Newark Bears. Now, that's a deep cut for anyone listening to this because the Newark Bears haven't existed since like 2011 or 12. But um, I went to the Trenton Thunder game when I was in high school because I won a computer arts, computer graphics contest. Um, I made a design for a calendar and I did it in my Photoshop art class and it got selected to be the cover photo for the calendar. And they invited me to the Trenton Thunder Stadium and I got to go out on the field and accept the plaque. And that was amazing. I love the Trenton Thunders arena or their ballpark, not arena, excuse me, that's basketball. and yeah, that's an early memory. Memory, I think I was like 15 or 16. Newark Bears, I probably saw around high school. And yeah, I got to see those games before I ever got to see any major league games. Wow, I think that that in itself, I think that's a even a great way for fans to like really or baseball uh, like casuals or someone that's trying to get into baseball. A minor league game will probably be the best experience just because it's not as like you know restrictive with like like the the price. Um, also like the accessibility to get closer to the, to the team. Yeah. And just, it's closer to you as well, probably. And, uh, that, that's a, that's an interesting take too. Yeah. It's less people, less hectic. And I mean, obviously I've seen the most games at Yankee stadium. It's nothing like going, uh, to Yankee stadium. When you go to these minor league places, it's, it's friendlier. There's less security checking you, asking you where you're going. Like you can kind of move freer. Um, it's more of like a family vibe. Sometimes Yankee Stadium gets reckless and it's not a family vibe. Um, yeah, I think for people getting into baseball, sometimes you might just want to hit your local, um, you know, AAA, AA affiliate and see how that goes. And if you like that, you'll probably end up liking, uh, you know, the Yankees, the Mets, uh, the Phillies, depending on where you live. I'm obviously in New Jersey, New York, so I, I speak on the teams there. But uh, yeah. Speaking of um have you visited any other stadium besides Yankee Stadium? In the, uh, which one's your favorite so far? So uh, I've been to 13 stadiums, and I'm planning on knocking off a couple more. You know, there's 30, so the plan is to see all of them. My favorite ballpark outside of Yankee Stadium, I, I have a few, and, and they're, they're tied. Dodger Stadium, I want to say first. I say Dodger Stadium is the theme park of ballparks. When you go to Dodger Stadium, they have people outside with like headsets, microphones on, and they're directing you like, if your ticket is in section 13A, <laughs> please proceed to this entrance. And it's almost like you're walking into like Disney World or Universal Studios. Um, and it's Hollywood. So, you know, it's a movie in there. Every time you go there, I've been to Dodger Stadium four times. The next one I would say is Wrigley Field, Chicago, Wrigleyville, Theo World outside of Wrigleyville. If you ever get a chance to go to the north side of Chicago and see a game, there are bars, restaurants, movie theaters, bowling alleys, like just a whole community, apartments there now, um, right outside of where the Cubs play. It's an awesome experience. There's a lot of history. It's one of the last cathedrals left in baseball. Um, and then the last one I'll say, and I, and like I said, I've been to a bunch, but the last one I'll say is PNC Park in Pittsburgh, just because of the views. The views That's- are I want to go to that one so bad. I haven't been to that one, but every time I see it, I'm like, I have to go to that one. Yeah, you have to go. The tickets won't cost you anything. I mean, I know we're getting back, so 
people are expecting the tickets to be expensive for every sporting event. But when I went a few years back, I, I think I got free tickets. I knew a girl that like shot the t-shirt cannon for the pirates and she hooked it up. Mm. But I remember looking at tickets and you could get in there for like 20, 25 bucks. And uh, they're right. It's right on the river. And out of all the ballparks, you know, there's something I do at every ballpark. I try, if I go to a new ballpark, I try and go all the way up to the highest section, 300, 400 level, right behind home plate and just take it all in and take a picture of the full baseball field and stadium. And there's nothing like the view at PNC park in Pittsburgh. You can see the yellow bridges. You can see the city of Pittsburgh in the backdrop in the outfield. It's a small park, but it's an awesome place to see a game because of the culture and the history around there. They got a uh, McFadden's out there similar to like the Mets have a McFadden's connected yeah. to their stadium. They've got bars out there and uh, you know, the Pittsburgh fans, they're great fans and they love, they love tourists and their team isn't that great anymore. They kind of disbanded <laughs> that team and broke up that team. But uh, on game days in Pittsburgh, it's always turned up. That's awesome to hear. Um, what about your favorite food and drink in a baseball game? Man, it's changed. It's changed so much, like through the years, right? When I was younger, uh, I used to just get anything, and I and I really just like the, you know, like the deal where you get the chicken bucket with fries. It's like, like thirty, uh, thirty bucks for a bucket of fries, chicken fingers. You get a beer, and you're good to go. Like, and it, it can last you. Like, you can you can eat that through the course of the game. Yeah. But as I've gotten older and I started eating better and eating cleaner. I just look for better options that are in there. And like in Yankee stadium, you can go to mighty Quinn's and just get like half a chicken. And so you're just eating, you know, you're just eating the protein. You're just eating the chicken. Uh, there's salads available in there. Um, a lot of times recently, like not recently, but the 2019 season, I would either eat before the game or bring my own food into the game. And a, a little like trick for people or a little, you know, hack for people is that you don't have to go into Yankee stadium and spend $40 for dinner. You can actually go in Yankee stadium with a sealed water bottle. You can also go into Yankee stadium with like a sub or sandwich or something that's packaged as long as it's sealed. And they'll, they'll check that the same way they check your, you know, keys and, phone and you know when you're coming in with that they'll take a look and they'll let you go in with it so that's that's the move for me going into the stadium especially in the Bronx you could just get a a chopped cheese and a and a water and pull right up that's my go-to that's definitely my go-to when I go to Yankee Stadium is get one of those or I like even you know in that area in the Yankee Stadium like a few blocks away there it's very like um inexpensive food around that area in itself so you know, I, I always think that like even eating before you go into the game, like just like, you know, just relaxing before you go in is a great way, you know, um, but that's a good idea. I never thought about bringing a, a like food into it because I just I was afraid I saw like the, the yeah. detectors. Are like, I'm not I'm, I don't you think anything. that you can. Most people think <laughs> that you can't. But I've, I've done it. I've seen some of the homies do it. Joe's has done it. Joe's McFly has done it. Some of the bleacher creatures will literally be pre-gaming before the game, go to either Flavors or one of the spots on Gerard Ave, pick up food, a drink, water. I don't think you can bring any kind of drinking, but you could definitely bring in bottled water that's sealed and then you're good. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what is one advice you'll give a young fan for their first game? Like one simple advice, like for them to like 
hammer down their memory if you could if you if you could put it in a time capsule for like a young fan say this is how you enjoy your first baseball game okay so if you're a young fan and it's your first time at a baseball game or stadium almost every mlb stadium if you go to the guest reception area almost every mlb stadium has the option for you to get a certificate that says this is my first game i'm looking now in my room i have hanging up uh, White Sox, Cubs, Phillies, Pirates, and I have a bunch more, but this is something I do when I travel and I'm a grown man. <laughs> like every stadium you go to, you can get a free keepsake by just going to the guest reception area or guest services area and say, hey, this is my first time here. You know, tell your parents, mom, dad, I want to get one of these certificates. Can we find the, you know, the guest relations, guest services area? And when, they, when you walk up, they usually have the most friendly people working there. And they'll ask you your name and they'll print you out a certificate and then you can go hang that on your wall. It's a keepsake. The second thing I would say, if you're not into that type of stuff, is just take everything in. Nothing is going to match that first time that you go from watching it on television to seeing it, feeling it, hearing it, smelling it in real life. Take it all in. The smell of the hot dogs, the smell of the popcorn, the smell of the food, the sounds. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Like, take it all in. And uh, you'll, you'll love the experience if you're a real baseball fan. It, it's it's going to change your mind. Like what happened to me was I thought baseball was just a event to watch on TV. It was a TV show. It was like, okay, at seven o'clock, my favorite TV show comes on. But then as I got older and realized like you can work in sports, you can make money, you can put yourself inside the TV, it, it changed for me. That's awesome to hear. I mean, I, 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 I didn't realize how much you, you should think about just like smelling and hearing it. I mean, I think that's the very first thing that I realized when I went to a game is just, even though it's an open space, when you walk in, like you smell it, like it's, it's, it's a game, like you hear it. It's just, I miss it, man. I really, I like it. Yankee stadium has such a distinct like sound and feel and smell and like all of your senses you, like everything, like when you walk, like I can't wait till we walk back in the stadium. I know it's going to be different, but it's just going to be like energizing to get back to doing what we do. Um, it's coming soon. It's coming real soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to one. I mean, people have been debating about like the the capacity and that it's dangerous. I mean, in New York City, everything's close, so I think a big arena doesn't really matter. I think it's a it, it's it's a necessity at this point where like people need to really like it's therapeutic to just go there everybody's been at home everybody wants to see a game in person and i think uh you know at this point you know with how they're doing all the safety protocols why not i mean it's not it's i don't think it's going to hurt anybody but that's neither here nor there um, well i'll say this to your point baseball stadiums for the most part are open air stadiums i think in mlb there might be five domes five places with retractable domes and then also, when COVID originally broke out a year ago, let's say February, March, nobody was in the baseball stadiums. And that also helped MLB go back to um, playing because when they, when they announced summer camp and they announced to start, MLB was the first team to start. And one of the thoughts had to be, hey, these stadiums have been empty for months. There's no COVID in here. There's no COVID in the seats. There's no COVID in, in the bathrooms. No one had been in there since October. So, like, when you're thinking about returning to these stadiums, they're not 
COVID is not running rampant in the stadiums. Fans have not been in there since October 2019. And now they're going to have pods and it's going to be spaced out and it's going to be done right and it's, it's going to be safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, w- with that being said, I also wanted to get into like the first, uh, the five things I've uh, I've narrowed down of uh, how to enjoy a baseball game. I've asked tons of people about uh, what they think. And these are the top five that everyone thinks is an important thing. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, number one is get there early. Everybody from from uh, like seasoned um, uh, baseball goers to like fans that just attended their first game a couple of years ago was like, get there early. What do you think about that one? Absolutely get there early because it can ruin your entire experience if you get there late. Me, I'm the type of person, there's two things that I care about as far as like getting there on time. Bobbleheads, giveaways, right? They're gonna be, there's gonna be a bobblehead giveaway every single week. If you have a ticket for one of those games, they only give them out to the first 10,000, 18,000 people. Show up an hour before first pitch minimum, I tell people, minimum. If it's 7.05, if it's 6.35, make your plans to commute there, whether it's train, car, whatever, to be there an hour before first pitch. And when I say an hour before first pitch, I mean be in line almost an hour before first pitch. The gates open three hours before first pitch. And then the second thing I care about, I'm an honorary member of the bleacher creatures. Like the bleacher creatures sit in um, section 203. I don't know if you can see that on there. Yeah, there the London series too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's I just pinned it on the London series thing. But the bleacher oh, oh, creatures, yeah. um, the bleacher creatures do roll call, and if you're going to Yankee Stadium for the first time. You better be in there to experience roll call, to see roll call. It's one of the coolest things in all of baseball to see the fans clapping, yelling, and, you know, the the players actually acknowledging them, tipping their caps. There's nothing else like it. And you'll miss it if you're sitting in line um, with uh, 50 people in front of you scanning tickets. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. Um, I always go there for batting practice or to see if I can yeah. get an autograph or just to like even get a closer look at like a like Aaron Judge. I I haven't gotten to like get close to Aaron Judge, but I can't wait for uh, next season to like really for batting practice to happen. And if everything he's a monster, uh, he's huge. When you when you <laughs> see him when you see him in real life, it's like this dude plays right field for the Yankees. He's six <laughs> eight monster like. Yeah, I, I have seen them. But uh, exactly, uh, batting practice, that's another thing. If you get into the stadium early enough, you can watch these guys warming up, and they will hit moonshot rocket balls into the outfield, and you can have them. You can go get them. Yep, yep. That's the best place to actually get a baseball. People say, oh, during the game. I think it's mm. better during batting practice because they're hitting moonshots mm-hmm. right into the uh, outfield. You got one? Got, yeah, yeah, I got a couple. I mean, I, I go to a lot of games. So this one uh, wasn't even a – this wasn't even a uh, – like a, a home run or a batting practice ball. I was in Section 205 early enough, and CeCe Sabathia and the pitchers were throwing and warming up. I don't think CeCe was pitching that day, but we're all yelling, CeCe, CeCe. We're just trying to get CeCe to wave. Not only does he wave, he takes the ball out of his glove – and chucks it up in our direction. 
I'm watching this ball and I'm like, yo, this is landing right by me. It bounces, bounces. I grab it, raise it up gloriously, victoriously. And I still have it. And I have the story to tell today. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congrats on that one. That's a pretty cool one, especially from CC. He's, he's such an icon um, as a Yankee. His energy was unmatched. Like, uh, he love CC. Yeah. He was a bulldog, <laughs> a black ace. He won the World Series with us. Rock Nation guy. Uh, his documentary oh, yeah. that just came out was awesome. You were in Rock Nation for a bit too, right? Yeah. 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 I actually worked right next to the girl that did all of his social media. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Um, number two, and this is like one, two, depending who you ask, but like it, it got there, like up there, eat a hot dog. Everybody keeps telling me eat a hot dog. It's just part of it, man. It's like, uh, take me out to the ball game. It's not peanuts and, cra and Cracker Jacks. You can get those, but it's like, if you really want that feeling of, you know, being at the game, a beer, a hot dog, it's the way to go. It's usually not too expensive unless you go to Dodger Stadium and get a Dodger dog. Dodger dogs are like 17 they're, bucks. They're like, I, they're, I, pretty, they're pretty big, but they're still $17 for a hot dog. You can get $17, you can go to Costco or BJ's and get a pack of those things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Do you like the Yankee hot dogs? I don't really like them. I, I will say I've, I've had the Nathan's hot dogs in there. It's not my go-to just because, like, I don't know. I've had them enough times where, like, you won't see me you won't see me getting a hot dog. But for first-time people that really just want that feel, definitely get a hot dog. That's that's what happened to me, like, my first hot dog. I think it's just, like, it, it, it kind of, like, okay, I'm here now. And you just eat that hot dog, and it's just, like, yeah, I, I'm in a game. <laughs> yeah, it's just a part of it. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah. This one was, a uh, like, a, like, a, like a, de a huge debate in it, and... And I think it's important to talk about too was cursing at baseball yeah. games. I think yeah. it's a, a, a you know people are split with it, uh, but I I I totally lean to not cursing. I mean I know that there's a lot of emotions, but there's also young kids with and their moms there, so I try not to curse at all. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, what I'll say about cursing or foul language is it is a public place. There's mostly adults. There's alcohol being served till the seventh inning, and look around. You know, I tell people a lot of times, look around. If you're in a section that's mostly dudes or, you know, your homies that you came with and, you know, you want to yell and you want to curse because somebody strikes out or a double play gets turned on us, it's okay. Don't be the guy, though. Never be the guy who's got the foul mouth, who's, you know, berating the, the guy in left field because you're sitting behind him and you're calling him every name under the sun. It's just a bad look for everybody involved, which literally is everybody in your section. And it looks bad on Yankee fans. And yeah, you don't want to be the guy cursing up a storm in front of somebody's kid. And then an altercation starts because somebody is, you know, trying to shield their kid and you're just being disrespectful or belligerent or drunk. There's, there's thin lines. There's a time and place for it in the stadium um like i said sometimes it's not a friendly a family friendly atmosphere but uh just be aware of your surroundings and uh if you want to curse you're obviously free to say and do whatever you want but um there's also security there if you're cursing too much like they will get you out of there in yankee stadium if if you're drunk and being a loud mouth and being arrogant or if you're representing the opposing team and you want to be like that they'll get you out of the paint quickly mm, yeah yeah no um I've been to a couple of games where, you know, you had these people cursing a lot. 
and they were obviously too drunk. Their faces were so red from all the alcohol they drunk. And like, it, it, they were just like cursing and spit was going out. Everybody wanted to avoid them and they got kicked out. I, you know, it's embarrassing if that's gonna be your experience going in there and that that's what you wanna do. I do think though, after the, the bottom of the eighth in a postseason, if you see something you don't like, and it's like the worst thing ever. If you yell out something, hey, that happens sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, uh, I think it's it's great to be respectful and to understand where you're at and, and the people around you. But, uh, yeah, the next one is uh, looking at the scoreboard. Tons of people were uh, telling me to, you need to pay attention to the game. And if you get lost, look at the scoreboard. Yes. And in Yankee Stadium, they have the they have the like small like trim that goes around the stand. So if you're sitting in the outfield, you can kind of see like there's a few things, right? Because like I'm the type of person I always want to know the pitch count um, and not all scoreboards have the pitch count. But if you look at the big scoreboard and you pay attention to, like I said, that trim that's between like the 300 section and the 200 section, you can see what time it is. You don't even have to look at your watch. You can see how many outs there are, how many balls and strikes there are. What, like I said, what the, what's the pitch count? Um, and then the big board gives you like batting average and, and stats and info about, you know, different players and um, even the out of town scoreboard, you know, we're always scoreboard watching to see what the AL East is doing, or if it's late in the season, what other teams in the NL are doing that are competing for wild cards or, or divisions. Um, definitely keep an eye on the scoreboard. Uh, I would look at the scoreboard, you know, I don't know a lot. Like it's part of the game. If you were if you were watching at home, the scoreboard would be visible on the screen the whole entire time. So when you're mm -hmm. at the actual game, keep an eye on the scoreboard too. All right, last one. It's a. I think it's it's it always ended up on the list is use the bathroom and like learning how when to use the bathroom because you know you're you're chugging soda or beer and stuff and you don't want to miss the moments in baseball. Uh, your take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to use the bathroom before I enter the stadium, but it's a marathon, man. You're going to be drinking beers. And when it's, when it's summertime, you're overhydrating, drinking water. But yes, it's very important to know when to go because you do not want to be in that bathroom line and then miss something. But the Yankees do have John and Susan WFAN playing <laughs> so you can hear the call in the bathroom. But here's, here's my tip. I, I, never go, I never go to the bathroom when the Yankees are hitting. If I miss a great double play – you know, I'll see the replay. Cool. But like a home run or a triple or I don't know, a big a big at bat by somebody or a tough at bat from Guardy or somebody like that. Funny, I would say Guardy, but he's always got tough at bats. You might see like 13 pitches in a bat. So <laughs> for me, I'm always like and even with meeting people, because I always meet people in the stadium and I like even whether it's like Twitter or Instagram, I'll be like, hey, I'll meet you after the bottom of the six. If we're in Yankee Stadium, like the Yankees are going to hit. And then once the Yankees are done hitting then I'm on the move. The bathroom, you want to go in between innings, but everybody's thinking the same thing. So it's like, hey, if the Yankees are playing defense and there's one out to get, maybe you start moving that way. And if you start moving that way, you could be up on the concourse watching the, the last out on, on TV. Last out is made, boom, you hit the bathroom and you're, you're good money, you're in good shape. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that, that's the list right there, but use the bathroom. I, I personally, uh, I think it's a it's an important thing because you don't realize, you know, everybody has to use a bathroom so they could wind up a big line and then judges coming up and you don't know what he's going to do or when Stanton's coming up, you don't know what he's going to do. You don't want to miss that moment. 
like you know it, i'm pitching is pitching there are great moments in pitching but you know if they like it's not like huge game changer and you don't want to watch a home run off your pitcher so hey you could miss that <laughs> yeah and pitching is tough to see if you're in the bleachers or you know like you're up in the 400 level like pitching is tough to to really watch unless you're sitting behind the dish um it's more about for me in the stadium it's more about like you said not missing those big hits back in 2017 when judge came on the scene judge's music would play and then everyone would get out of their seats all rise like everyone would literally be standing because this guy hit 53 bombs and you might be standing right now about to watch him send one 450 feet yeah all right well that's my list and i appreciate your input on that can you let people know how to follow you where to follow you and how to just stay connected with you on social media yeah, of course. It's it's just my first name, my last name, at Keith McPherson on Twitter, all together, at Keith underscore McPherson on Twitter, excuse me. Um, it's all together on Instagram, at Keith McPherson. But if you search K-E-I-T-H-M-C-P-H-E-R-S-O-N, it will pop up on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I don't do TikTok. I don't do Snapchat anymore. I just don't got the time because I also run Pinstripe Strong, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so at Pinstripe Strong, also on YouTube. Um, Talking Nets, that's the basketball stuff. If anybody is interested in the Brooklyn Nets, uh, I run the accounts for Talking Nets on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube as well. And then John Boy Media. Uh, I came in the John Boy Media as the social media manager. I've kind of evolved my position a little bit where I'm not always tweeting from the John Boy Media handle or always posting from the John Boy Media Instagram. Uh, it's kind of now... Uh, a few of us that contribute to that, but follow John Boy Media. It's the overarching brand and company that houses all of us. Yeah, no, John Boy Media is one of the, uh, uh, my first go-to places when I started getting into baseball Twitter and just like video content and all that. And from there, I kind of like stemmed into looking at Pinstripe Strong and I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I want to watch all the time. Started nice. buying more <laughs> like mugs, hats from you guys and Please follow Pinstripe Strong. They have amazing content. Joe McFly, Keith McFly, and Chris McFly. You guys are amazing to watch when there's a game on. The energy you guys bring is like no other, especially Joe. I, I've never seen someone just give the craziest reaction more than him, and I, and I love it. But uh, again, Keith, thank you for your time, and I appreciate that. Um, good to have you. Eddie, thank you, man. Good luck with this. And uh, I'll see you on Twitter and YouTube and everywhere else. And uh, hopefully we can catch a game at Yankee Stadium this season. Yes, sir. Have a good one, man. No problem. Yeah, and that was my interview with Keith McPherson, also known as Keith McFly. Please follow him on Pinstripe Strong, host of Talking Nets. Get him on Twitter, Instagram. He's, he's super like accessible, great to interact with. Um, I hope the information that he brought up about attending a baseball game is useful for you. Also, anything in the episode, I hope it's helpful for young baseball fans or people trying to get into a, a game. Um, I think it's an important experience to go to to attend a baseball game just because it's something that you'll never experience again unless you keep going, which is awesome, too. Um, you might find new friends. You might get an autograph from a, a, a baseball player. You might catch a fly ball. You don't know what might happen, you know, but uh, I hope you guys please attend the a baseball game 
Signing off from Kinda New to Baseball, Eddie Soto. This was How to Behave in a Baseball Game.